Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. Maybe he's speaking and saying, my son, my daughter, I want to embrace you with my grace. And we're not letting go of things that we should let go of. But there's different reasons. But if you'll stop in that valley and you'll listen to the voice of the shepherd and you'll hear what he has to say to you, that journey will not be longer than God has intended it to be. Today, Pastor Ed revisits Psalm 23, one of the most well-known chapters of the Bible. Today's theme, however, is on the low parts of spiritual life, the valleys. There will be times in everyone's life where we reach a personal low, a place where we feel abandoned, unloved, and truly hopeless. Sorry to depress you. Pastor Ed gives some encouragement, though. God, our shepherd, is right there with us and is trying to guide us out. He will need to do some work, but he will support us every step of the way. Now, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse 4, for part one of his message entitled, Valleys of Life. You know, it would be great to be able, as a pastor, to tell people when they accept Christ and they become Christians that life is going to be a series of mountaintop experiences, going from one high to another to another. But that would not be true to our experience, nor would it be true to the Word of God. Life has those incredible moments where you feel like you're standing on top of a mountain. But it also has those moments when you feel like You're in the valley, and everything is pressing down on you. There's a passage of Scripture written in one of the most well-known psalms and portions of Scripture in all of the Bible, the 23rd Psalm. David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod on thy staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod on thy staff, they comfort me. That passage doesn't just refer to the last moments of life, when we're ready to leave this world and enter heaven. No, David... In fact, early in his life, when he was just a young man, said to Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 20, he said, there is but a step between me and death. And then the New Living Translation translates that verse, but I swear to you that I'm only a step away from death. There are times in our life where we find ourselves in a valley the valley of the shadow of death, where all seems to be lost. It can happen when a dream dies within us, or a relationship crumbles and a friendship falls apart, or we open the door to sin and sin just seems to come over us and it's like a wave that washes you away from God. The valley of the shadow 
is not just at the end of life. It can be at various points in our lives. In fact, that great allegory of the Christian life, Pilgrim's Progress, written by John Bunyan, puts the valley of the shadow of death at the first half of the believer's life. It's a dangerous place where Pilgrim can either fall to the left or the right. There's a quagmire on one side and there's a, a terrible problems on the other and it's a place of danger and difficulty. The valley of the shadow of death. Life, I wish it could be all just going from one mountaintop to another to another. But that's simply not true of life, and that's not true of what God tells us about life. Someone has written, in pastures green, not always. Sometimes he who knoweth best in kindness leadeth me in weary ways where heavy shadows be. Want to look at the valley and draw from it some life lessons that can be a map for us on how we ought to walk and how we ought to live when we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death. The text is real clear. It tells us that we're to journey through the valley. Uh, Listen to the text again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, notice the phrase, shadow of death. That means deep darkness. In fact, the Revised Standard Translation translates that phrase, even though I walk through the darkest valley. And another translation says, though I walk through the valley of deepest darkness. Spiritual writers call it the dark night of the soul, where it seems like the lights are turned off, And you can feel the thick darkness all around you. Paul the Apostle gave this counsel to the church, found in Acts chapter 14, verse 22. He said, reminding them that they must enter into the kingdom of God through many tribulations. All along the journey, there are trials, there are troubles, There are difficulties. It's important to know, though, that the text tells us that we're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, when you think about going through, that can be good news because it's only temporary. It's not a permanent place of residence, or it shouldn't be, at least. It says though I walk through the valley. It's a passage place, not a permanent place. Now, I would like to uh, fly over it, go around it, avoid it, and so would you. Uh, That's not a place that we particularly enjoy, but it is a place that's part of our journey. It's a place that sometimes unexpectedly knocks on our door. I still remember Shirley. Shirley was a devout Christian, a 
beautiful young Christian woman. And when I met her, I would often see her at the altars praying long hours, weeping and crying out to God. As a young mom, she lost her husband to cancer. And she had to raise her two children, a son and a daughter, all by herself. And she would sometimes see me, it was a very difficult place she was through as she was raising them through their teenage years. She would say to me, I'm still in the valley. Well, years later, I saw her and she said to me, Pastor, I see the light. See, the valley may be prolonged, but it's meant to be temporary. Now, sometimes what happens is when we're in the valley, we're just staying there too, too long. Why? Well, sometimes the shepherd is speaking to us, and we're not listening to his voice, and we're listening to the voices of all the things around us, our fears, the darkness, the adversary. Uh, There are times that in that valley... Because of fear or anxiety, we're putting our trust in something other than the good shepherd. There are other times we're in that valley because God is saying, Son, my daughter, yield. Yield to me. And we're saying, No, no. And so our stay in the valley is prolonged. At other times, it's simply because we are not receiving his grace. Maybe he's speaking and saying, my son, my daughter, I want to embrace you with my grace. And and we're not letting go of things that we should let go of. But there's different reasons. But if you'll stop in that valley and you'll listen to the voice of the shepherd, and you'll hear what he has to say to you, that journey will not be longer than God has intended it to be. When we go through the valley, I think we have to realize something. God wants to use it in our lives. I I like what one author said, trouble is often the lever in God's hand to raise us up to heaven. So trouble is piled on you. But it's the lever to raise you up into the presence of God if you'll allow it. If you'll allow the trouble, the trials, the tribulations, the valley of the shadow to have its impact on you, it will bring you into his his presence. Now that place is absolutely not only temporary, but it was necessary. It's necessary. It's not arbitrary. It's just not by happenstance. It's part of your journey because it's necessary in your spiritual life. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. The shepherd knows how to get the sheep to the green pasture, the place where they could be nurtured and they could grow And that place leading to that mountain, to that restful place, is through a valley. Before a mountain, there is a valley. So the shepherd knows to get the sheep to the place where they can rest, 
where they can have lush pastures, it's through a valley. Oftentimes, um, we sing, Lord, plant my, oh, we used to sing, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where fears and doubts assail. Uh, that place is a place that God's going to bring you through. It's because in that valley, it's necessary for our growth, for our development. Our faith is tested there. What happens in the valley, if you look at the text, look real carefully. This is the first time in the text, in the 23rd Psalm, where now the psalmist begins to talk to God in this very personal way. He says, oh, I walked through the valley of the shadow. Who's he speaking to? I will fear no evil for you, thou, are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. What happens in the valley, as the pressure comes on, you begin to look to God. You can't lean on the armor flesh. You can't trust in this or that. He brings you to a place where... You have to hear him. Have you been there? Have you been there? Where you simply have to say, God, I gotta hear your voice. God, I gotta hear from you. That's the valley. I know that the valley is a place where God uses in our life to bring us closer to him. It's We can only go to the place of rich spiritual growth through the valley. That's the very, very purpose of it. So the valley is a place to help us grow spiritually, where God puts faith in our heart, where God puts trust in our heart, where God puts obedience in our heart. It's a temporary place. It can be prolonged if we don't listen and follow the shepherd. It's a necessary place because you will never go to the next level. Trouble is that lever that God uses to bring you and lift you up into his presence. The valley, there are characteristics in this valley that are absolutely difficult. The text describes it. It says, the shadow of death. Now, you sense the danger in there. Now, I'm glad it's a shadow. Shadows can't hurt you. Shadows can overrun you, but they can't hurt you. But in that shadow, what happens, it's dangerous because you can begin walking by sight rather than by faith. As you go through this place, it is a place of deep darkness. The valley of the shadow of death. It's a dangerous place. A place where discouragement can wipe away the promises of God. Or rob you of hope in God if you allow them to. It's a place of disappointment where friends maybe fail you. A place of depression where dark clouds seem to just sweep over you. It is a dark place. You say, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on? What's the reason? God wants you to believe in the darkness what he showed you in the light. He wants you to walk by faith rather than by feelings. He wants you to simply trust him when you can't fully 
understand him. I like what F.B. Meyer said. He said, God is testing to see whether we can trust him in the dark as well as in the light. Whether we can be true to him when all pleasurable emotions have faded off of our hearts as when we walked with him in the light. It's not only a place where things are really dark and where you have to listen to his voice. You have to hold on to his promises. You have to draw near to him. It is a place of death. Now, not only physical death, it can be that, but more sometimes a death that takes place in our life. You have to, something happens and it breaks you. I was talking to Sarah the other day in the office, and I said, what was the most difficult experience that you've gone through? And Sarah's a young person in her, in her 20s, and, and Sarah said, one of the most difficult places I went through is when I graduated college. I left all my friends, and I knew that they had relationships going on and all these things were happening, but she said it was very, very difficult. And I said to Sarah, life is a series of letting go. You know, as a child, you let go of home. As a graduate from college or high school, you, you let go and you, you move on. As a parent, you let go of your children as they grow up. And as the very end of life, it's letting go of this world and embracing the world to come. And so death can be a death like Jeremiah when he was there in that well at the bottom, and it was so dark. Death can be a, a statement of faith that the three Hebrew boys made, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they said, we're not going to serve the gods, uh, your gods, Nebuchadnezzar, but we're going to serve the one and true living God, and they're thrown into that fiery furnace. And sometimes our decisions of faith bring us into a fiery furnace where we feel a death inside. It was a, a friend of mine who was a nurse in the emergency ward. Renee worked especially with those who were in their last hours of life. And sometimes as she spent, she had the night watch, she spent time with them, she would talk to them, and some of them were not people of faith. And if the opportunity would arise and they were open to it and they wanted to talk about spiritual things, she would speak. And she shared with me that uh, she remembered talking to some and they didn't want to hear about Jesus. And she said she could remember walking back into the room after the person passed away and it felt ice cold. I talked to someone here at Vassar Hospital and they're with people in the last moments of life. And this woman said to me, as she's with those people in the last moments of life, she said, you could feel the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. She said, the non-Christian, you go into that hospital room after they've died, and you can feel 
death. Whereas if you go into the room of a believer and they've gone and they're home with the Lord, there's a peace. See, it is real. There is a real valley of the shadow of death. We go through stages in our life where there is this dying. But then eventually we one day will go through a stage where we experience death. But we can be plunged into that valley of the shadow of death when someone else is dying. I talked to Colleen. She lost her daughter to a drug overdose. Her daughter was four months pregnant. She lost her husband two years ago. And just a few weeks ago, her brother passed away suddenly, unexpectedly. Colleen plunged into the valley of the shadow of death because death around her, sometimes the loss of a friend, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse. We find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death. But in that moment, if we could trust, if we could just simply listen, we'll hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. It was Max Lucado who said, Why does grief linger? Because you are dealing with more than memories. You're dealing with unlived tomorrows. You're not just battling sorrow. You're battling disappointment. You're battling anger. Sue came over to me and she had tears in her eyes. Paige, her daughter, had passed away a while back and her husband as well had passed away. And she said, I'm still working through it, Pastor, still going through it. But she said, I still think back to Paige's death. I remember when she died, she lifted up her hand. And in peace, she was looking to the Lord. There was such a sense of God's presence. And I could say to people, it was beautiful. God promises to be with us through every valley of the shadow of death, whether it be like David early in life where he went through one heartache after another, after another, whether it's at the end of the journey, whether it is ourselves or those around us that we love, God promises to be with us. There's a powerful passage of Scripture. Write it down. Isaiah 57, 1 to 2. The righteous perish, and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away. No one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. God, would you just for a moment push aside the curtain between heaven and earth let us have a glimpse of the glory that's on the other side where there's no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. Oh, that our hearts would be fixed on the Lord. Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us in chapter 7, it is better to spend your time in funerals than at festivals. The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. 
Pastor Ed will be sharing four special messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Voice of Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to www.voiceoffaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Voice of Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Voice of Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Voice of Faith.